Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> that is not real. <laughs> Who is that, Krusty the Clown? No. Yes, it is. Miss <laughs> Vanjie. Remember? Hello, hello, hello. I'm cool, Dad. <laughs> Is that from the new season? Yeah, the new season. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need to get, get, catch up, man. There's been plenty I of I literally thought you were impersonating Krusty the Clown from no. The Simpsons. <laughs> well, then she kind of sounds like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> well, hey, guys. My name is Brian. I'm Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> and Just you're kidding. listening to Fruit Snakes. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. So I'm in New York. I flew out here to um, visit Shane and... Um, recording episode but the way this hotel is set up it's very hard for us to get a good um recording studio going so if you start hearing like wigs it's and bing bongs and boom booms that's because i literally have my like microphone set in a drawer with my computer on the table with shane like balancing his mic on a book like it's a mess but we're making it work so if it, it sounds work. like you're hearing things in the background you absolutely are <laughs> Hello. Great. <laughs> so do you yeah. want to get into it with the fruit roll up? What's been going on this week, my dear? Yeah. Um, what has been going on this week? I had a really great layover in. I actually had a good trip I had a good like three day mm. trip. Mm. Um, I flew with this girl who I knew who better be listening to this episode because she told me she was going to start listening. Ooh, and I name? was like, well, great. You commute all the time. So just <gasps> Ooh, like, you better call in. it out. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 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 I've been meaning to. And I was like you literally have nothing else to do like just listen to it um no but we had a really great trip her and i were like in the back of the plane together uh-huh. and yeah it was good um got to go to san diego and get some in and out which always makes me what'd happy. you get double double with protein style and accidentally drank a neapolitan shake yeah you know that shit just falls in your mouth sometimes you can't help it <laughs> yep um yeah oh and we went to our long houston is like so great mm it's one of my favorite layovers, which is so weird because Texas is not one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. But the hotel has this like giant like lazy river in the shape of Texas, and the hotel's just that like is so, really Texas, nice. so Texas, so Texas, yeah. Um, but it's just like it's a really really nice hotel. That's um, good. Houston, that's random. Yeah, um, yeah. And now I've just been getting ready for Vegas tomorrow. You fly to Vegas? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, for, for Celine. Celine. Oh, my God. And we're actually going to see, hey, Ellie, we're going to see Ellie Vizi in Forza Bruta because oh. they just opened. So we're going to see her tomorrow night and then Celine on Saturday. How exciting. Yeah, I'm very you, Who are you going with, David? David, Mallory, and then my cousin Abby is going to fly out and meet us. So I'm jealous. all of you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. That's kind of like what my whole week has been leading up to. Mm, it's just mm, like mm. looking forward to that. Mm, mm, yeah, because mm, we mm, bought these mm. tickets. David and I bought our tickets back in October. Oh, shit. So that's like a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like when we started the podcast. Yeah, literally. Wow. Yeah. Speak well, that's up. good. Yeah. Um. And what's you? up with me? Hmm. I've been so over life lately. Why? Um... I don't know. Really, there's nothing going on that, like, makes me feel like, um, I don't know. Like, there's nothing stressful going on, but I've had, like, weird feelings of, like, not feeling motivated to go to work. 
like the thought of like flying has been really been like irritating to me not in joyful not joyful but not in the sense of like i don't want to go to work like legit where i'm just like what is like i'm having anxiety about going in but i think it's just Mm -hmm. like the pre-planning work to go to work is what because once i'm at work it's fine but like thinking about what to pack and all that has yeah. been getting me and okay don't be alarmed this is probably like the first time i'm telling you this maybe i told you this actually are you talking I, to me or the listeners i'm talking to you oh okay i know but i'm just looking out the window um i've been having suicidal thoughts i really did not mean to go down this road <laughs> this road but yeah. i don't think i'm gonna actually not that i'm not thinking okay let me re- refrain i know there's just a lot of i think we're right gonna now. touch on this a lot later so i'm just gonna let you speak. which is so weird because honestly i didn't expect any of this to come out but um i don't i'm not suicidal in the sense that i'm gonna kill myself for real mm-hmm. but i just like one like for instance one night i woke up and um it was like at three in the morning and i had like i woke up and then i thought why am i awake like do i need to be somewhere and mm-hmm. i had like this pit in my stomach yeah. of like anxiety of like oh, am i forgetting something it's yeah. almost like forgetting your homework or something um, when you're like in school or like you, you wake up late to your alarm. And then all of a sudden I started having this idea that like, I didn't like the anxiety and I just wanted it to stop. And partly it was like half dreaming, yeah. half, you yeah. know, reality. And I was like, I could just kill myself right now and it would all stop. And there was like almost a peace of mind in and that. It was almost just like a passing thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I've never had, but it was very much like, um, I could just end it and I wouldn't have to. What worry night about was it. this? It's been, I don't, mm, like, two like weeks ago. Like, this particular, like, you waking up. Maybe two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, that's that's why I say I've been having suicidal thoughts in that sense where it just triggered it, and I think I've been thinking about that thought a lot, mm. but not in the sense I'm going to carry it right. out, but, like, why was I You've thinking You've been contemplating that? why Exactly, happened, like, yeah. what is, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, and it kind of, like, not freaked me out, but I was just like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's new. Let's keep an eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, honestly, like, this is not me just kind of dusting under the rug, but I, I am fine. Like there's nothing to be worried about, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I think there's just a lot on my plate mentally. Cause when I think about my day to day, it's not like I'm like losing sleep or like stressed out or anything. There's stresses in my day, but it's nothing more than what a normal person would go through. I would assume. Okay. And so, yeah, but I mean, other than that, um, once I go into my daily routine, I'm completely fine and I feel like yeah. happy and thriving, but when I think about it and take a step back, it's just kind of like depressing. And I don't know why that is not matching mm. up because I don't feel depressed when I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, you fill up your, your plate of life more than you do at a buffet. So true. True. true I feel true. like that could just be like subconscious stress. Probably. Cause I'm like, like my life is like at a buffet. There's no more room. <laughs> right. For food. So I'm you just start stacking up. upwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We got, we need right. volume. We- you know, we got with, we need depth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So okay. yeah, that's pretty much it. Great. Um, so we're going to transition into uh, fruit fly. Cause you said you got one for us. So fruit fly is just kind of a segment where we talk about things that have happened to us on the plane, whether we find it funny or annoying. So have at it. Um, well, so this was, this isn't like a, uh, it's based around a particular story, but I just have this new pet peeve in flying. Uh huh. Love it. So like, I have plenty of those. So like, <laughs> So like on my um in our airline we're expected to as most airlines like to be in the aisle during boarding just uh-huh. to like help people with bags. I'm already and all irritated that. because I hate being in the aisle when I'm working that position. Yeah. It's so annoying. Well, so I was in the aisle and something that I've like noticed recently is there's only one place to stand when you're quote unquote in the aisle and that's in an in a row yep. to be out of the way yep. of the people walking down the aisle. 
And one of my newest pet peeves is people coming up and not telling me that I'm standing in their seat. They just stand there awkwardly and stare at me yep. until I say, are you sitting here? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. As if I was just like, just yep. supposed to know. Yep. So the other day I was actually talking about this on my last trip with this girl who I knew. But pause real quick. It's crazy how like, it doesn't matter what airline. Yeah. This is all across oh, yeah. the board because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in plenty of situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, like this girl and I were talking about this on my last trip uh-huh. and then it happened while we were both in the row, uh, both in the aisle and we were just standing in the same row just across from each other. Cause the plane was like not even half full yet. So this guy walks up and he's just like standing there and he just like, he was annoying me. <laughs> and, and I said, are you standing? Are you sitting here? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, if you don't open your mouth, I'll have no idea that I need to move. Mm-hmm. And then I like opened the, cause I had closed the overhead bin just so I could like stand there. there. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I walked to the back of the airplane and I was like, I'm done boarding. <laughs> I was so mad. Girl. And she came back laughing and she's like, we were just talking about that. And I was like, that's why I walked away. Cause yeah. I'm my blood is boiling he didn't do anything but he did so much and it made me so angry just be a a, A normal human yes just speak to me just be like because a lot of people like to make little jokes and i'm like okay cute where Uh they're like i'm actually sitting in that row and i was like you know you do the whole like oh of course like the one i choose the one we're standing in yeah yeah um but when people just walk up and they don't say anything i'm like what did you want me to do yeah because that's like when you're like on the street and say you're like they need to get around you but they're just staring at you uh-huh. you'd be like oh do you need me to move like right. what what are you standing there which for? is funny because the second we're in the air they know how to open their mouths and ask for things things and things <laughs> and things yes yeah but it's funny because like um the position that we work that is in like that's your job during boarding yeah. is to kind of be in the cabin and help facilitate um i hate being out there because when you're in the way just like how you're eventually going to be in someone's seat, right? Even if you're like, I don't know why this happens, but even if the plane is half full, whatever row you're standing in, that's where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it works out that way. But I feel like what is annoying is that when you're a guy, people are always like, can you put my bag up? Mm-hmm. When they're fully capable yeah. human beings. Yeah. And they're like completely, like if it's an elderly woman or someone who's like super short who can't reach, I get that. Yeah. But I'm like, you're a dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you put up your own bag. I'm, yeah. And like, I don't mind helping, but when it's, like, your third leg of the day and 160 people are on board and you get at least six requests of 100 pounds, that's, like, lifting a lot of weight. Yeah. And people have gotten injured. You know what I mean? Oh, so many and people. If we get and injured, we don't get covered. Exactly. Yeah. If we get injured, it's not covered. And they walk also, away completely healthy when we're, we, like, are now fucked. I think this is the same. I could be wrong. We're not getting paid for boarding. No, we're not. So, not only am I potentially going to injure myself and not get paid for that, but I'm not getting paid while doing all of that. exactly and i'm not exactly i'm not gonna do that and it's, it's just it's, not worth it i agree i completely agree because if we weren't there they would figure out how to get it above their head someone yeah. next to them will put it up for yeah. them or something well they always figure out how to get it down thank you and here's the thing if you can't lift it check the damn check bag it. we complimentary check it check, check it the damn bag yeah and it's funny now because i'm so over it that people are like hey can you help me with my bags and normally i'm like oh we're actually not supposed to that's what i used to say but then it gets awkward because they're like oh why you yeah. know and it turns into a thing i'm like yeah of course so i grab the bag and walk away and i'm like is seattle your final or wherever the fuck they're yeah. going is new york your final and they're like uh, no i want it on board with me i'm like oh, okay well then here you go and i give it back to them and walk away <laughs> walk away and like but i need it help putting it up i was like oh we don't help yeah i'm like we can check it for you. That's how we help. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, no, I don't want to check it. And then, I mean, I guess this is more of a conversation as well. But 
still i'm like i'd rather have this conversation of like i'm telling you no, don't do this yeah. ever again than me having to be like yeah i'll help you this one time yeah but and it's like those little microaggressions that just piss you off yeah yeah but um i don't work that position very often <laughs> like legit i'd way rather work first class which is more annoying than that position mm. fair enough so that's my new pet peeve in flying and we're not even flying yet we're still on the ground <laughs> we're just saying our hellos yeah. and i'm annoyed i want to bring this up too for part of my fruit fly not that i had one but um random enough lately i've been having a lot of celebrities on my flights and mm. i don't know why that is yeah um like i was flying with my brother it's and his wife season it's not because i know they, it's oh <laughs> it's like I know what else to say they're like d-list b-list yeah. like whatever list celebrities but like i was with my brother and his wife coming back from vegas and mike tyson was on the flight i wasn't yeah. working it but they were on the flight with us strange um jessica alba was on my flight recently oh, i saw that um and then like i was saying earlier michaela maroney who mm-hmm. is the silver medalist for vault and um she was part of the gold medalist team for america with gabby douglas Mm -hmm. she has an amazing vault she was in first class and then on the way back from where we were going um kendrick sampson i think is his name i didn't know him by name but i just remember because i googled it yeah um he was on the flight and he is on how to get away with murder and insecure Uh um but insecure is on hbo hbo yeah with Issa rae love that show but um yeah that's been i think there's a couple more that I've recognized, but not re- like you would only recognize it if you like, yeah. like even Michaela Maroney, I did not know it was her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, d- um, doing my first class kind of thing. And, um, I stopped and I was like, she looks so familiar. And every time I see a celebrity, I, other than Jessica Alba, that's clear that that's Jessica Alba, but all the other ones, I'm like, do I know them? Like, yeah. have they been on my flight before? Kind of like, it, right. Um, uh, mental talk. And, um, I was like, that looks like Michaela Maroney. And then on our device, I looked it up and it was her. Yeah. And then it's funny because I don't really care. Right. Like, it's more of like a game for me to be like, oh, my God, it is. But then once I find out, I just I literally don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not matter to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not starstruck. I don't want to talk to you. Like, leave <laughs> me alone. Like, you're another passenger to me. Yeah. But yeah, because I think if I were to be famous, I wouldn't want anyone coming up to me. And then you ask them to sign your tits. I did ask them to sign my tits. Yeah. Yeah. Of so my tits are full. All right. Well. Oh, so your fruit, your fruit fly was that you just have a lot of celebrities right now yeah Got it. like i'm pretty much famous in, through association <laughs> great yeah all right you know sometimes i think about it though and i'm like if i ever did become famous my e true hollywood story <laughs> would be like oh my god i served you on a flight do you get what i'm saying like if i ever worked with jessica alba uh, yeah i could be like you were actually on one of my flights yeah. and she'd be like were, was i nice and i'd be like no <laughs> <laughs> was she not Okay. Spell it. A lot of people think she's a bitch. Okay. That's why here, like in the inside Hollywood scoop, you know the LA talk. On um, your cir- in your circle. <laughs> in my celebrity circle. <laughs> um, I hear that she's a bitch. On board, she I didn't think it was bitchy only because I would assume that's what celebrities are like. Okay. But um she didn't talk to us at all. And then um, when we asked her for things. She's also running a billion dollar company. You know what was funny though? She was like learning a script. Oh, really? Yeah. And I wanted to look and see what she you was should've. learning. Yeah. But um, 
she like the only thing that I could say that she did rude and I feel like a lot of people do this in first class so it doesn't bother me or it does, uh-huh. I'm not even going to highlight it because I don't think this is a celebrity thing I think it's just a first class air where you put down a drink for them and they don't even look at you or acknowledge you oh yeah no I hate that that's not a celebrity thing that's, that's like what I mean. anybody in so general. she would do stuff like that and yes you could say that was rude but I'm like uh, normal so human have beings so many do, people that. do that exactly all the time, so yeah. i'm not gonna say it's because she's a celebrity she's a rude right. celebrity i just think that's a reflection of who you are as a person but i almost think that like as a celebrity you need to go out of your way more to, to acknowledge yes. things like that because people will walk away, will profile like, you exactly. as being that celebrity exactly and with that said that's how black people feel in america where we have to be on Ooh. our p's and q's because if one of us fucks up mm-hmm. it's gonna be like oh see black people da, right. da, da. like if she fucked up it could have been like Oh, because she's a celebrity. She act mm-hmm. like she's too good. No, all these motherfuckers act like they're too good yeah. but because she's in that position. I feel like you've said before when you're like, I don't I don't know. Like we were talking about like a news story and you'd uh-huh. be like, oh, please don't be black. Like, yes. I, I always be do that because when you, I, before you know who it is exactly. that they're talking about. Because once once it becomes like that exact scenario where um, that one person who has that signifier does it, it takes over the whole population of that same person. Yeah. Which is not fair. Yeah. So I try not to do that. And like I said, how I'm vouching for her. She did that. I didn't like it. But I'm not saying I didn't like it because she was a celebrity. And I'm not saying she's rude because she's a celebrity. She's just one of those people yeah. that do that. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the service is bad. They're just, stars. They're just like us. <laughs> stars. Exactly. Stars. They're just like us. But um, even if service is bad and I'm, like, not filling the waiter, I still will say thank you when they mm-hmm. do stuff that I need them mm-hmm. to do. For sure. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it for for fly. <laughs> All right. Um, um, P.S. I'm going to, I'm going to, I meant to preface this earlier, but I feel like this is going to be a darker episode. Like sometimes okay. we have really light episodes and I just feel in my instinct, like this is not going to be one of those. Sure. And I just want people to know now. So if you're waiting for all the laugh, like I'm sure we'll laugh here and there, but let's say this, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Um, usually when we go into episodes, we, um, kind of like talk about it prior of what we're going to talk about and um even though it's free form we still want like a kind of like an outline of how we want a structure thank you um but shane was like i'm going through it mentally i want to talk about mental health just wanted so i literally don't know where this is going to go because we legit haven't talked about anything we're about to talk about so that makes me a little bit worried (laughs) no i i mean it's just it's going to be a heavier episode Here's the thing. When you talk about mental health, there's not not it's a lot not of lightness yeah, to it. It's true. But I think it's an important topic to talk about. And I was thinking... It's I was ironic like, that I'm, like, bringing up my suicidal yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it it's so <laughs> ironic because I was thinking back to, like, when we first started this podcast and we were talking about what makes our podcast different. Uh-huh. And it's that, like, I follow podcasts that are run by, like, gay men. And it's all very... Like, what did Britney do this week? Uh-huh, or, like, like, pop culture yeah. dissection. And housewife. that's fun to, like, listen to, but... That was one of the differences for us is that we were going to get open and willing it. to talk about yeah. things that are not so comfortable to talk about all the sure. time. Personally um, or societally yeah. speaking. Yeah. Sure. Um, and we were actually talking with Jen when I was in L.A. last uh-huh. and she, or actually when we were FaceTiming and I was hanging out my blinds uh-huh. um, and she's like, you guys should talk about this like mental health. Oh. Jen being Jen Mileto. So, hey, girl, if you're hey. listening. Also, we're still not friends because you're not bringing Brooks to New York. <laughs> I'm so mad. Wait, I just had to tell the story. So, um, our friend Jen <laughs> is flying from L.A. to New York next uh, in two weeks. And she was, like, talking to me about, like, what day she's coming and, like, mm-hmm. what she's going to do. And I was mm-hmm. like, great. Well, we're not hanging out until I see proof that you're bringing Brooks. Brooks, Brooks is her, her adorable dog. dog. Yeah. 
look him up. What is it? Brooks and Pal. Brooks, Brooks and Pals. I think is his Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, super cute dog. But I'm just in like dog like puppy fever right uh-huh. now. And so I was like, well, I'm not giving you plans until I see that you know proof. Blah blah blah. So then we stopped talking, and then she texted me again last night to like confirm all the dates. Yeah. And I was like, still waiting on that boarding pass. So this bitch screenshot her boarding pass. <laughs> Went into Instagram and, like, put his name over hers. And it, I, just in, like, the blink of a moment, like, it looked so real. And I was like, oh, my God, are you for real? Like, I was getting so excited. She's like, yeah, so you have to look up doggy bars. And I was like, okay, like, I'll find everything that's, like, dog friendly. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, it's winter. It's going to be so hard to find because you can't just, like, walk yeah. up and be outside. And I was getting so excited. And I was like, wait, if you're kidding with me, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Could and you she's imagine like, how you planned a whole doggy day? I was literally planning thought you were joking. Head. Like, yeah. you were in on the joke. <laughs> Because I was like, okay, she's going to be here on a Friday and a Saturday, like, available to hang out. Like, Friday night, we'll have to find somewhere for him to go. But, like, yeah. Um, And then... Come to find out... He's not coming. And Shane's dumb. So, we're not (laughs) friends. And (laughs) this episode's for you. (laughs) You fucked up my mental health. Mental. (laughs) Mental mental health. Okay. So, let's Um, get into it. You can leave this. Great. Um, Okay. So, all of this uh, is stemming from a much bigger um conversation i feel that has been ongoing for me but Mm -hmm. um two nights ago i actually had like a a really dark night um that's when i texted you yeah you want to explain dark in what sense because you did text me but we didn't talk. i know we didn't talk because i feel like i literally couldn't see my screen it was like were you crying yes yeah and i was like like when you tell me these things i don't know where it's at i know and i don't pry i'm just like if you need me let me know and we, we literally have not talked about anything since then yeah. yeah um to give like a really quick backstory uh the end of last year i had kind of fallen in more like the second half of last year i had fallen into this like um like darker place in my mm-hmm. mind but i was kind of like working through it and pulling through it and i've had like really great days but something two nights ago like i honestly can't pinpoint what it was but something triggered and offset this this big piece of me and i lost it mm-hmm. like i I could not see straight. I was like so broken up inside. Yeah. And I remembered um I I didn't want to be on the subway cuz I was out. And I was supposed to go see a movie with Bernard uh-huh. um and his friend and I met them and then I was like I'm I'll Venmo you for the movie but like I'm I can't come. Like I was so that I was so checked sure. out. I was like I'll sit in this theater and not know what I had just seen. Right. Um he's like okay, where are you going? And I was like I just I need to go home. Yeah. Like I knew I needed to like get out of public so i was like well i'm not going to take the subway because i'm just i don't want to be around people Mm -hmm. um so i hopped in an uber and of course like i feel like i take pool so much that it's almost instinctively it's almost instinctive for me to just like click pool sure so i click pool and of course there's two people in the car that we have to drop off and they we had to like so we were in manhattan and like for people who are not familiar with new york if you're looking at like an aerial view of manhattan you have to cross over the water to get to Queens where I live. Yeah. So we crossed over, but then they lived on Roosevelt Island, which is on the water between Manhattan and Queens. Uh So we crossed over, had to cross halfway back to the Island, drop them off at each of their locations and then cross back into Queens. Yeah. And it was just like, it turned into this 45 minute ride, which would have been fine any other day, but mentally but wise where you were all at, I needed to okay. do was like, there was a point where I wanted to roll down the window and like just scream out the way like yeah. I, I couldn't i didn't know how else to express everything that i was going through and i was just sitting in the back like bawling and i was like trying to do it quietly and you know it was i just felt like a disaster 
so I got home and I was like, I can't, I got home to like my comfort space and I was like, I can't be here. And I needed to like get be outside, yeah. but still by myself. So I left my apartment and I remember when I left my apartment, cause I had been silently crying the whole way home in the Uber. And after I left my apartment, I realized I was having a full anxiety attack. Uh-huh. Like when I finally started crying like out loud it was one of those like um you know when people try to talk to you when they're crying and it's like i just uh-huh, like uh-huh, they can't like uh-huh. that's what it was um and i just walked so where i live i can walk to the water it's like a half mile walk um and we have this big park called astoria park and i was like i'm just gonna go there because i know i'll like at least get like all the the wind of the yeah. uh being on like the water a breath of fresh air yeah, yeah. like literally um, yeah yeah and it was freezing, so that kind of sucked, but it almost felt good because I was overheating from being so right. emotional. So I'm, like, walking towards the water, and the reason that you bringing up those thoughts at the start of this episode is so ironic is on my way to the water, I had so many thoughts running through my mind, and the New York City... Cause I was walking along the expressway, so there's all the traffic above me, mm-hmm. all these thoughts in my head like the whole night like playing through like my memory and I just I couldn't I couldn't hear silence and as I was walking towards the water I remember thinking like not that I wanted to act upon this but all I could think was if I just walked into the water and just like went underwater you know when you go underwater it gets so silent Uh and everything quiets yeah I wanted to do that in that moment because I didn't know how else to silence what was happening for me. Um, And that was the first time ever in my life that I have so calmly thought about death Mm. because I didn't know how else to make everything stop. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had one anxiety attack before, um, but my roommate was home and all I texted her was I need help. Mm -hmm. And she like came in my room Mm -hmm. and she just sat with me and like got Mm -hmm. cool, cool cloths and stuff. But I was like, by myself and I felt like I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back, it was so weird because for the first time ever, the idea of death did not scare me. Mm-hmm. It didn't intimidate me. It didn't overwhelm me. Like it, it was, was like a comfort in it. Almost. It was such a comfort because I was yeah. like, all of this would just stop. And I, that scared me because it, it brought up like a very real, um, somebody from Disney did just commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember texting with Chikara actually. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I can't imagine feeling so sad and depressed. And I said, I can't imagine that, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine feeling that lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because when I've talked about like heavier things on this podcast before, I've had people reach out and they were like, oh, I wish I knew you were going through that. Sure. So I don't feel lonely in that sense because I knew people were, would be there for me yeah. if I needed. But in that moment, you feel so lonely in the sense of like, I'm going through these thoughts alone and I can't, exp- I yes. can't explain that to yes. other people. I can't vocalize what I'm thinking. I can't even tell you why I'm feeling this way right, right. now. It happened. Like even looking back two days later, I can't, pinpoint what changed in me right i can't i can't say like oh this one thing happened on the street and it like 
overwhelmed me and then I just kind of spiraled from there like all of a sudden I was writing at Starbucks I just wanted to get thoughts out and within like a span of an hour and a half two hours I was a completely different person and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse through the night and Mm -hmm. I couldn't focus or concentrate um and I found myself in this like deep rabbit hole of darkness that Mm -hmm. I even through most of last year what I was experiencing like kind of feeling trapped within my own mind was I was never near where I was two nights ago Mm -hmm. um and so two nights ago I also made the decision to completely close all my social media even if just for a week um or however long Mm -hmm. Um, I say a week because I found out Facebook if you temporarily do it only gives you a maximum of seven days so I was Mm -hmm. like well that's fine I'll just put that for now Mm -hmm. um and I felt like I needed to do that because there are so many outside factors that I and thoughts and ideas and conversations that I just didn't want to be a part of right now mm-hmm. um, until I can stabilize my own mind again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what was so crazy in doing that is <laughs> walking, th- walking through the park that night, I saw like um, really cool imagery mm-hmm. just because it was in a park at night mm-hmm. and the way that the lights were shining and it was on the water. And the first thing I thought was, Oh, portrait mode for Instagram would be really cool on my story right now. Sure. And then I was like, what do you, you're literally thinking about death right now. Mm-hmm. And that is your next thought. Right. And that was another reason that I, I, I was like, I just have to stop for a second. Right. Like I have to get off of it. For sure. Um, and it's hard because one of the things that I have been very adamant about for myself um, in recognizing my issues with mental health is not becoming reliant on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually ended up calling my cousin that night. Cause I, at one point I was like, I need to just be on the phone with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, honestly, like I understand why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are moments in time where sometimes you on your own, it almost feels impossible to get through. Mm-hmm. And that was the first moment where I was like, if I had something that I could take right now, I probably would mm. just because I didn't know how else to like get through it. And then I eventually You mean did. like medication uh-huh. to make you feel better, not yeah. like something to end it all, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, like a, a Xanax or, you know, right. something just to like calm right, me calm it. Yeah. as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, so that that is where all of this conversation is stemming from for mm. me. I I went to this like dark dark place so after uh, even kind of while I was going through it but mostly after one of my thoughts was I need to talk about this on mm-hmm. our podcast because mm-hmm. um, if you're going through it I'm sure other people other have yeah. yeah even even if not consistently in a moment somebody will experience Absolutely. it um, and I again I just want to clarify I was not contemplating suicide yeah um, taking my own life it was the idea of death in general right. that was calming to me. Right. And I I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm at risk of committing. Right. I never wanted to. Right, right. It was just this relief of quiet right. that I couldn't experience for myself. Right. And that was really hard. And um, the moment that I first felt quiet was after I had been outside and at the park and I let it all out. I walked around for about another 45 minutes and I went back to my room 
and I just laid on my bed and my roommate had already been in his room kind of like in for the night. Mm -hmm. And I remembered like just sitting there and it was so quiet. And I just took this huge like sigh of relief where I was like, oh, it was like a gift from the universe. Yeah. Like I needed that. So, but I just like, I didn't hear anything Mm -hmm. like, and that's kind of rare for New York, like to not hear traffic or trains or anything. And I was like so grateful for that moment because I was like, I've gotten out all all of my emotions. So right. now I'm tired and I'm just lying in my bed, in my room, in my space of comfort. Right. And it's just silent. Right. Um, but that is why this conversation is so important for me is because out of nowhere, I went to one of the darkest places I've right. ever been in my life. Right. Um, and I know that this is like a much bigger issue and a lot of times an ongoing issue for people. Um, that doesn't always end as easily as my night did. Right. Um, I feel like, um, and I use this as an example, not to like lighten the mood, but to like, this is the only thing that's coming in mind. It's like when you're in that space, nothing else matters mm-hmm. in your head. And you're like, you can't think of anything else, but what you're currently thinking about is that yeah. darkness. And it sucks. Cause it's almost like when you're hungry, it changes your whole mood. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people get hangry yeah. and you're like, I don't want to do this. Fuck this. Fuck that. Da, 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 da. Then once you get food, you're like, Oh wait, I, I could, you know, I guess I could do that. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's that darkness where like, you don't know why it hit you until after the fact it's done. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, I am okay. But when you're in yeah. that darkness, you think nothing matters, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I guess my second point to bring up is that, like you, you have resources and mm-hmm. you know that. And yeah. I think your mental health is a little bit better than other scenarios that I've heard is because the people who don't feel like they have resources is where they decide to go one step further Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and it's unfortunate because like like you said like the people that we've personally known who have done that route of suicide like yes of course they've had you know resources or like even friends who listen to our old episodes where it's like this where it's a little bit heavier yeah they're like i wish i would have known so there's resources there but in those moments you don't think about those resources you know um Cause really, or like, you do, but it's almost like you find reasons to, to not, not rely utilize on it. them. Yeah, because Even like when I think of the, you know, the handful of people that I could have called, mm-hmm. my first thought was, how would this impede on their night? Totally, like, and you that don't is, want to throw that on them. And yeah. that's not at all how they would consider Absolutely. it at all. Absolutely, but that's what I went to for sure. Um, yeah. But I mean, not only that, I think that's a very good point is where you, you, but I think that's where people probably feel alone where it's like, they don't, I don't want them to Mm -hmm. have to care for me, you know? Cause it's like that, that sense of weakness or that loss of power where you're no longer in control. And then because you don't feel like you are almost makes you feel even weaker and more saddened, you know? Um, but I, I feel like when I'm in those dark spaces, my mind of loneliness doesn't really necessarily go to like. I don't want to throw that on them. I feel like they won't understand. Mm. They are not equipped with the words that I need to hear in order to bring me out of it. Do you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where my mind goes. Cause I think of plenty of people who would love to t- like sit with me and to spend that time to get me out of those dark places. But I'm like, you don't think like me, mm-hmm. you won't say what I need to hear, yeah. you know, um, whether it's to actually fix my problem or not in that moment, I just need to get out of my yeah. own head. And I'm like, you can't do that for me. And so then that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, let me, do my own journey but yeah it gets it gets hard well and that's the thing is when i called my cousin the first thing i said is i just need someone to sit on the phone with me sure and then there was a point where 
we were having a conversation, but it was more of me. I, I just needed to start saying the things that were like weighing so heavy on my heart and my mind. And as I was saying it, it was almost like, um, some sort of little bridge with a bunch of weights on top. Uh And if the bridge were collapsing, that's kind of the metaphor of where I was. Uh And it was like, as I was telling her these thoughts and what was weighing on me, it was like lifting a weight, like weight by weight off. And you could see the bridge like kind of come back to normal. And so it wasn't even so much of needing to hear anything in particular. It was needing to get things out. Right. Um, And that's what's like so crazy about mental health is that there's no physical attribute to fix it. You know, like if mm -hmm. you get a cut, there's a Band-Aid. Yeah. But like when you're mentally in a bad spot, it's your own brain destroying itself. Mm -hmm. And because your thought patterns are so complex that you know the puzzle to to free it, but your own brain is like hiding the answers. Mm -hmm. And it's like almost impossible for someone else to be there for you because their brain's not going to sort that out for you. Right. But literally, like you say, verbally saying your problems, I think is like one of the best ways to kind of get over those humps, even though it's so annoying because even when you say it, you know, you're not fixing it. Mm -hmm. It, You feel helpless. Yeah. But just literally throwing those, that weight off that bridge to keep the structure Mm -hmm. up enough to fix it is very important. Yeah. 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 Um, And, and so I like to go on and say, I think that this is um, the outcome of like a much bigger scenario that's happening Mm -hmm. within me Mm -hmm. um, where I have felt anxiety or depression before, Mm -hmm. but it kind of ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. through my life Mm -hmm. where I might have a really long period of really great days, you know, and then I'll kind of have like an off day or a bad day, but I feel like as people, we just do. Yeah. but it's recognizing when life gets to the extent to which it did for me two nights ago Uh. that I think is worth talking about it. And I reached out to a therapist to try and set something up for next week. And like, I'm, I'm now kind of putting the pieces in order to, to rebuild from what happened. Right. Um, but it's definitely thrown me where yesterday and like even waking up today, I, I feel so much better. Um, but I, can still tell that there's like a part of me that was Mm -hmm. almost taken in that moment Mm -hmm. um or lost in that moment for sure yeah and i think that the 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 scary bit about being mentally in that space is that there's no sense of endlessness Mm -hmm. where you don't know when it's gonna end no and because that freaks you out you're like i could just end it right now Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because at least when you're sick even though you're in that sickness and you feel like shit you know you're gonna be healthy exactly yeah at least in your mind's eye whether that turns out to be the case or not you still think every time i've been sick i've come out of this but for whatever reason even if you've multiply been in those situations where mentally you're like down your mind doesn't think you can come out of it yeah it's like you're sabotaging yourself where Mm -hmm. you're like no like this is what it's always going going to be forever and always yeah yeah the human body and the way that the brain works is so fascinating and i don't think that we'll ever fully understand all of it i agree um but it's so crazy how we can all have such similar experiences at least from time to time i agree i was just thinking and that not too. know how to relate girl that is like the biggest thing where and i think that goes even further like in politics too where 
we literally all have so many similar human experiences, just like how you said your dark time and I've just said the same thing. And yet we can relate on that almost in the same month, but we didn't talk about it to each other because it was our own journey. And this is honestly the first time you've heard it from me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily we're friends. So I'm sure would have come out, but think about someone who you feel so like different towards. I bet you they've been in the same mental space in some capacity. And there's so much common ground between all of us. I guess I'm going off on a completely different tangent, but I feel like with that said, if you go with like, I have compassion for you because I know exactly where you're at. Mm -hmm. Am I experiencing the same problem? No, but have I gone through something similar to understand that pain? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, I can understand where you're coming from, whether we agree or disagree on whatever life values we have. And I think from that place, we can somewhat, you know, coexist. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) I think it's a good point, though, like to coexist with other people. And that's why, like when Jen had brought up the idea of talking about mental Uh health, um, it was almost a conversation that I was putting off because I wanted to to either bring in somebody who like had a background in it Uh or I wanted to have like a whole outline of like facts and statistics and things like that to kind of interject. But I think at the end of the day, my strength as as a an, an individual mm-hmm. is being able to relate to people through empathy and through sure. shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And after this happened two nights ago, that's why I had no question in my mind when I knew that you were coming. I was like, "Hey, I'm not going to tell him about it because I want I just want the conversation to like happen initially mm-hmm. for the first time together while we were recording." But there was no question in my mind that we should like not just do this episode. Sure. Um, because to, it would almost be like hypocritical to wait, you know, weeks or even months to have this conversation and then be like, yeah, well, one time I went through this really right. bad night. Like, no, this night fucked me up. Right. Like it really took a toll on me. And that's the thing too. Cause I feel like when you come out of it, it's always downplayed. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. it was sad. Yeah. But, you know, so actually those days, but when you're in it, it's a good place to talk about it. Cause then yeah. it's real, it's vulnerable, it's mm-hmm. raw. Yeah interesting that you bring up the downplay portion of that um this therapist who i reached out to Mm -hmm. i reached out to her because the first time i saw her i walked in and within five minutes i was a wreck ugly crying ugly (laughs) like viola davis crying where like every orifice is just like water not spit flying everything and there was a point where i like we were in somebody else's office um and they just they didn't have kleenex but they had like the the paper towels that come out like Kleenex, oh, like bitch. the box paper towels. That rough ass shit. Yeah. So I was like, but at least it was like durable. Cause I was like, I have a lot to clean up right now. Yeah. So I pulled it out. And as, as I'm talking, she's like, I'm just going to stop you for a second. And she's like, because we're in somebody else's office, I'm going to let this slide. But she told me that she doesn't allow her patients to ever use Kleenex. Um, because she said, what happens is the second you start wiping, you start putting the mask back on that conceals all of what was creating that in the first place. And she said, I'm not here to judge you based on how you look when you cry. I'm here to help you get out what is making you cry. And if you start concealing that, we're never going to get anywhere. And I was like, okay. And it's crazy because like metaphorically, she's spot on. But even physically, I would agree. Oh, you start. And the second I started wiping, I, my, my emotions calmed. I started, I stopped crying so much. Like, um, once I blow my nose, when it gets yes. all, like, snotty, there, I'm, like, it's almost like a second reprise where I'm, like, oh, I'm okay. And mm-hmm. then it comes out again. Yeah. That's so real. Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. such a valid point that she brought up. Yeah. And so I was, like, 
that two nights ago I was allowing myself to just like fully be ugly and it's well it's not funny but it's funny I went back home and I had like I had put up my hood because it was so cold uh-huh. and I was just like bawling and bawling and I got home and I looked in the mirror for the first time and I was like oof because at that point I had like calmed down but yeah. my hair was like so flat because of my hood and then like my tears had all turned into like um Pressed. like crust because it was so cold yeah. they were like freezing so it was like kind of salty on my skin um you better and then, bottle like, that shit huh bottle that shit put oh. on some toast <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and then I had, like, snot in my beard. It was, like, I was a disaster. Yeah. But I was, like, I needed to get that out. Yeah. I was, like, the vomit to my sickness. Like, I needed to get <laughs> sure, it all sure, out. Sure. Um, But I, I just wanted to, like, talk about that and say, yeah. like, I know a lot of times we're jokey and we have a great time on this podcast, but there are very real-life instances that we go through yeah. um, outside of that. And I think it's also important to talk about those things. It's funny because I feel like this is a... A reflection of kind of what we brought on about our social media episode mm-hmm. where these facades yeah and i think that social media has a ton like it has a huge heavy hand in um mental health because i feel like when you're yeah. down you just like kind of zone out on your phone because one it's habit and two you probably feel like it's a safe space but then yeah. when you're looking at all these pictures of people being happy and stuff it's like well why can't i be happy Mm -hmm. why can't i have that and then you get in this downward spiral of you comparing your life to everyone else and this and that and like we were saying it's like it's all a facade like everyone's a facade like shane you bringing that up you're obviously your instagram's not going to reflect that right do you know what i'm saying like you're not going to post that picture of you crying with Mm -hmm. salt beard and snot nose and all that stuff and i think it's great that you are off social media currently Mm -hmm. because i absolutely think that it would not help no a mental space yeah. of any sort when you're and in those mindsets that brings up like one person who i've really admired recently and who i've like connected to who i never really have before celebrity wise um is selma blair mm. um she's publicly going through ms, ms right now yeah and it's actually multiple sclerosis awareness month uh. this month um do you follow her on Instagram? No, but I I saw an interview with her and Robin recently, oh, yeah. and I thought it was, uh, it was almost really a hard. parody. I, it's hard to watch and w- watching it because I I I did not know, and I feel like where she's at currently to when I last saw her is a big change. Yeah. Um. And so I thought, wait, is this a joke? Mm-mm. But then as I was watching, I was like, oh shit, no, this is for real. Yeah. yeah. Um. But f- I recommend following her on Instagram. Okay. Um, she's posting through her entire journey right now. And I remember there was a point where I almost stopped following her. Uh-huh. Um, and when I looked back on that, like why I almost made that decision, it was because it wasn't easy to look at. Sure. Because she's posting photos that like are not flattering. Yeah. Or she's posting photos from her bed and she's like, I couldn't get up today. And that's hard to watch and that's hard to take in especially on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have like an influx of s- like sexy photos or like, you know, men shirtless man. Or yeah. Whatever. Or like happy photos or this and that. And I'm like, I can't take one account. That's just real. Right. Like it's so real. It almost hurts um, because you're, I, I don't know her, right. but like I've seen her in so many movies growing up and to see her struggle the way that she is now, I'm like, she's so young. She has, such a young son Mm -hmm. and he's like watching her kind of go through this and Mm -hmm. on certain days deteriorate um and then on other days be more strong and Mm -hmm. you know agile but 
it's it's just a representation that you don't see often mm-hmm. which is like the constant struggle totally and she is sort of like pioneering that right now right. i think based on the social and, media and, that and, I see. and on a complete other uh, flip the script kind of side note i feel like that is a reflection of how you use social media then clearly it's used for you to bring you into yeah. a positive mood uh-huh. and when it's not facilitating that you want to filter what you don't want to see mm-hmm. um which is fair because it is your instagram yeah. feed but then it's clear then mm-hmm. that when you're not happy you can't be on instagram because if you're yeah. trying to look at happy photos and you're not happy it's not gonna work and i feel like because selma was showing that rawness and it was literally triggering something within you enough to be like i don't want to see this then yeah i feel like that's a conversation to have with yourself of like what's Mm -hmm. going on like little moments like that maybe are times for you to be like what's going on and i think what's really hard about watching something like that that is so like physically disabling to somebody Mm -hmm. is there's nothing that i can do as a person like when when something's happening mentally you can't be there for somebody mm-hmm. even if it's like you know just to be on the other side of the phone right or a simple text would be like yeah if you need me yes <laughs> and um when i look at somebody who's like struggling that way i'm like i'm not a doctor i can't fix that right. you want like i think innately a healthy a healthy human being would want to help fix a problem for somebody right. else um and you, I can't fix that. And I think that that's what's so hard to watch is not just in her situation, but if I'm ever that person, right? I, you're almost like rendered helpless in, in ways where it's like, I had a meltdown the other night and I was able to pull myself out of it uh-huh. and carry on living my life normally. Right. Um, that's not always the case. And I think that that is just a much bigger conversation that's really hard for me to deal with. Sure. Um but even with that, I can throw this to you. Like, yes, maybe you can't help Selma, but luckily she's in the position where she probably can find the help that she needs. Yeah. But I feel like instead of feeling bad for not being able to help that story, because that's the one that you visually see, take that and be like, okay, well, where can I, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, apply my time yeah. to help, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Um, I guess, like, on the flip side, what do you do that, like, brings you out of these moods? I was actually just talking about this last night. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like for people who are listening, if they are in any of those mm-hmm. mental spaces, I, I feel like it's good to share techniques that maybe won't apply to everyone or work for everyone, but yeah. I'm sure what brings you out might differ from what brings me out, but yeah, let's well, talk about and it. I, that's what I was going to say. My response was going to say was going to be, um, I think knowing what you need in those moments takes so much self-awareness completely um because painful yeah painful journey of figuring that out Mm -hmm. to be self-aware because it's crazy like i love going out to the movies but in a moment like this i can't be out at the movies i can watch a movie at home like knowing myself well as well as i do Mm -hmm. and there's still a lot that i am very unaware about but the things that i do know like the idea of going out to the movies is almost like anxiety uh inducing because it's like i have to sit in public in quiet and watch a movie that might trigger something in me but then i'm thinking about how i'm like reacting to it physically right. and and i don't like that but if i'm just at home watching a movie it's like i'm so much more relaxed and calm right um so knowing the difference between like when i can do something like that and when i can't or um you know like i was talking about last night uh, with my friend who was asking me this question 
I was like, honestly, it's it's harder in the winter because in the summer it's so much easier to just get out and like soak up the, the sun. sun, get revived, and, like, by yeah, light. like walk. Yeah. Even you know here in New York, like walk to Central Park and just like lay in the grass right. and do nothing else but just feel like the warmth. And right now it's just harder because you can't do that. You, you want to be inside yeah. all the time because it's just so cold. Um, so it's just being aware of like you know, for me being creative has been helping me a lot recently. Um, and I actually, for the first time in years, took a yoga class last week Mm -hmm. and it felt so good. Mm -hmm. Like I felt so revived after that class Mm -hmm. of feeling like a, that's the first time that I've really stretched out my body Mm -hmm. since my last cruise contract, which ended in 2016, Mm -hmm. um, almost three years ago. Exactly. Um, so to feel like that, just that subtle change in my body where I'm like, Oh my God, I just warmed up things that I haven't like mm-hmm. focused on in so long. Um, plus something that you is like almost working as a, a means to calm yourself mm-hmm. and your, your spirit. Um, another friend of mine recommended, he knows I'm like, I you're on the side of caution, but recommended religion. Mm. Um, and, religion isn't form like i recognize that that's not something that i just naturally gravitate towards mm-hmm. i almost feel like i'd be forcing myself to be there just out of hopes that it would like ignite something mm-hmm. um but what i'm going to get into later in in season is like uh, definitely a more spiritual mm-hmm. um uh, aware side mm-hmm. um but creativity is is big for me right now mm-hmm. and so it's even if it's like coming up with concept pieces that will never come to fruition mm-hmm. it's just the idea of expanding my mind creatively mm-hmm. to get myself out of the dark space mm-hmm. um and almost uh almost like moving through that darkness through the creativity mm. to bring it to light because mm-hmm. um, the light is coming to take back everything the darkness stole 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 <laughs> um no that's all good yeah. i think for me um my first instinct and this is like counterintuitive is to take care of my basic needs. So I need to make sure that I get enough rest mm-hmm. and eat because I feel yeah. like when your sleep is huge, exactly. When your mind is not ready yeah. to process, I feel like you lose a lot of sleep and you don't eat. So I try to make it a point to focus on food and sleep. So at least I know that I'm not tired because I feel like when you're tired, your thoughts can kind of go rampant. Yeah. And when you're hungry without realizing you're hungry, that clearly physiologically messes with you right Mm -hmm. so those are my two things that i try to focus on and then from that i have a lot of like inner dialogue and Mm self-talk to figure out what's going on yes so if i feel vulnerable and i want to cry i let myself cry i talk myself through that if nothing comes of that or nothing no answers come out of that then my next thing is okay what can i do to distract myself Mm -hmm. you know um because i feel like if for me personally, if I don't have that self-talk, but just go right into distractions, this problem will You're never ongoing. Correct. Right? It's yeah. always going to continue yes. until I like really have to have that breakdown. Yeah. And then for me, um, I have to do things because mm-hmm. if I just sit there, it like will you be fester a, in it. Not even fester in it, but I feel useless and powerless, yeah. and like I feel like. It's like the negative self-talk that might not even be a pertaining to what's going on. But I'm just like, ugh, I'm such a shitty person. Like, I'm lazy. Right. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Well, and that's why even like this morning. So, like, yes, I have those same basic needs um, where sleep is my biggest. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
just on a day-to-day when I'm like really healthy and happy, I don't function well on a lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I never Mm -hmm. have. I don't think that I ever will. Um, But with that being said, this is where I bring up like just being self-aware is like the most important key to Mm -hmm. figuring out what it is that you personally need to Mm -hmm. anybody who's listening Um, is this morning I thought, ugh, I have to wake up at like 7.30 to get here to record with you. Mm -hmm. And I knew I would be tired, but the idea of talking about this and sort of being creative through this outlet Mm -hmm. of like podcasting together was more exciting and worth me being tired because it got me out of bed this morning. And I was like, if it's big enough for me to want to wake up early and like just go on the move, like get on the move. That's like a big step. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah yeah so that's that's the thing it's like food sleep self-talk and then when i get out it has to be something physical mm-hmm. um i don't i don't think the gym for me i know that for a lot of people that's like their saving grace but yeah. like it all honestly makes me more irritated to go to the gym <laughs> but um it just has to be something that's out and active like riding your bike or skateboarding with music yeah or literally going to a coffee shop to read a book mm-hmm. just to keep my mind um, alert and um, whether it's a facade but this sense of feeling alive and present Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is like for me mentally I have to be super present mm-hmm. when I'm in those dark places and I have to like ground myself to know I exist I'm here yeah. and I know this is going a little more like metaphysical like kind of mentally okay. kind of crazy but I have to do that where I'm like okay I'm here and I start I try to be aware of what's around me so it grounds me into reality Mm because I know that, yes, your mind is your reality, but, like, you get lost in it. Yeah. So it kind of, like, brings me back. So, like, literally if I'm, like, reading a book and, like, in a coffee shop, I'll, like, be aware of who's around me. Yes. And literally just take time and sit and be like, okay. And, like, study people's faces Mm -hmm. and, like, see people crossing the street and, like, um the smell of the coffee and stuff like that. And yeah. I know it sounds so like minuscule. You're stimulating your senses. But yeah, in you ha- ways. I have to stimulate myself yeah. to realize I'm here, I'm present, mm-hmm. I'm alive. And then from there I can be like, okay. And it's like meditation mm-hmm. in a sense where I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm here. And I, cause I feel like when you go, you get trapped up in your mind or like busy with work and stuff like that, it's easy to like be on to the next thought of being mm-hmm. like, oh, what do I have to do tomorrow? Oh, I have yeah. to do this, da da da. And then it goes in that spiral when really you just need to be like, okay. How am I feeling? Yeah. How does this chair feel? Yeah. How does my hands feel? How mm-hmm. does this sweater on my body feel? You yeah. know, how does how's the temperature? Because then once you ground yourself, it makes who you are real. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that helps me. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to my cousin, Abby. Thanks for the free therapy sesh. Um, when we were on the phone together, she said, you know, normally a lot of people like to say, take it day by day. But there are times where you are going to have to take it moment by yeah. moment. You can't Literally think even in daytime. Yeah. Um, because it's, that's so much. And she gave me a piece of advice and I was like, oh, I've never really thought about it like that. But she has heard through her therapy sessions, you should never have more tasks in one day than you can fit on one post-it note, mm. like one side of a post, like you can't be filling right. it up. Um, and I, and she said, anything more than that starts to become strenuous and you're almost setting yourself up for failure. True. And I was like, damn, that's so real. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say, like, recognize that it's okay to take your time 
mm-hmm. and like move slowly, mm-hmm. especially in moments where you need to rebuild. Because if you're just building a shitty foundation, you're going to collapse. It's going to be wobble, wibble, mm-hmm. wibble, wobble. Yeah, you have to yeah. work through that. And I will say, like, being off of social media has really forced me to reevaluate, like, well, what not what important. Because I, I open my phone, I have opened my phone over the past like 24 hours to go to open social media, and I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and. So yesterday on the subway, I was like, okay, well, what else am I going to do? I ordered three books on Amazon, like self-help books that I wanted, that I've been like, oh, I want to read that, yeah. um, that I just haven't. Yeah. And now I'm like, this is the perfect time to do that. Yeah. Um, or uh, literally just sit and stare at the people on the train. It's uh-huh. a good, good activity. Yeah. Or I've messaged, <laughs> I've messaged friends who I'm like, I haven't heard from in a while. I haven't heard from them What's or I've thought on? about reaching yeah. out to them. And then I just haven't. Um, Cause I'll maybe see them post on social mm-hmm. media and I'm like, oh, they're good. Totally. But like last night or this morning I was texting Robert um, and he just went to Ethiopia for the plane crash uh. and he was flying back. And this morning we were texting and I said, how are you? Because he was like kind of giving me the rundown of what he did and yeah. how he's on his way home already. And I said, okay, but how are you? And he's like, you mean like mentally? And I was like, yeah. Like, how are you? Yeah. You just traveled literally across the world yeah. for this story and you're flying back already. Yeah. Like that takes a toll. Yeah. Um, and he was actually really self-aware and was able to kind of like break it down i was like okay great like you're fine yeah <laughs> it was like me checking in to make sure he like was had that mental of, awareness yeah. yeah yeah um so it, it almost kind of helps to like outsource and check on other people because mm. you're like okay like they've got it i can mm-hmm. get it mm-hmm. you know if, especially if it gives you that strength but yeah. it shouldn't be like a not overwhelming like no, no, no project no, no, no. and be like i'm a martyr of truth yes no because i don't want to deal with my own shit but yes i think what you did completely helped yeah. me fine yeah 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 was there anything else you wanted to add to this no, topic that was it. i, I just like... wanted to bring awareness no, to I it and say like great. yeah i know we joke around a lot but we we still experience like very real life for sure scenarios um no, I agree. I think this is a great conversation to have because yeah. I feel like, like we said earlier, we're not the only ones mm-hmm. who probably have gone through this. Yeah. And hopefully we've said something in there that maybe you can go off and help someone else you know, or it could help yourself Yeah, if you ever get into that mindset or currently in that mindset. But um, I know we always mention this, but for real, you can always reach out to us yeah. at Fruit Snacks Pod on Instagram or fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. Um, if you want to be a part of the conversation, add anything to the conversation or literally just want to check in and you need uh, an ally, we can literally talk for hours. So please reach out. Uh Yeah. Also, I realized I deactivated my Instagram account. Um, and I, when I instinctively opened Instagram Uh yesterday, um, the fruit snacks page was still up because uh. I realized I I didn't deactivate that, so I'm still signed in. Yeah. So I'm still reach like if you reach contact to yeah. us on Instagram, like both of us are very receptive of yeah. it. And there's been times where people have written on to us, yes. but to one or the other, and we both have access to it. But I'm like, hey Shane, someone yeah. wrote to you, check it out, yeah. and then he'll respond or vice versa. So yeah. yeah. Um. So let's wrap this up with in season. Great. Um. Did you want to start? Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's funny because, like, we were kind of connected in this already, yeah. um, which we figured out before we started recording. But um, I have recently, and this started before the two nights ago, but I've been carrying around crystals with me. Um, Girl, you making fun of me because of the crystal jams when I, <laughs> I'd be watching them, but look who got a crystal jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the two that I carry uh, all the time with me are Rose Quartz and Tiger's Eye. Tiger mm. Eye? I don't know if it's plural or not, but... Um, 
they both represent very different things uh, and there's different ways to go about crystals and spirituality and meditation. It's, it's funny. Well, I, sorry. I was, I think you weren't done. So let me, no, you're good. I like, I've been carrying them with me. And even when I take my yoga class, I, I laid them out on my yoga mat. Cause I was like any energy that yeah. I'm like, any energy that's like within this room, yeah. I want kind of absorbed yeah. by these. Um, cause I feel like that's a very like men, uh, like mentally healthy. For sure. Like, Space. I have a few things to talk about it, but it's funny because I'm going to follow suit and say my in season is crystals as well. Yeah. We're going to match up on that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like we were connected. Right. Because right. yeah. literally as he pulled those bitches out just like yesterday, I went to two different crystal stores because um, I was hanging out with my friend Hajin. Hey, Hajin. And she's so into crystals. Like yeah. she knows every single one. She's like, oh, I have to sun moon bathe my crystals to get re-energized uh-huh. and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, bitch. Like yeah. Bay Rocks. I, she's like, we gonna, I was like, she's like, we're going to go crystal shopping. I was like, you want to go buy some rocks? <laughs> um, so it's funny, but um, I was so into it yesterday because, like I said, I've kind of been going through yeah. it too. Um, I don't think I necessarily believe in the power of the crystal. Sure. But I will say that for me, this is where it works, right? Uh, like how you said religion or spiritual or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like because each crystal has a signifying energy, right? Like yep. rose quartz, I believe, is love. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when people say they need rose qu- more love, they'll carry rose quartz. And I feel like for all states and purposes i think it's so healthy not because it's like seems like a made-up idea Mm -hmm. but because that rock that is pink is a visual representation of an intention yes so every time you see that you're gonna think love 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 and then now you are visually seeing i need to look for manifesting manifesting where i've been so big on now that that you see it you're like oh my god oh yeah like i have my rose quartz like there's gonna be love in my life there's more love and now you keep looking for love you're looking for and so um it's funny because i i I, i've been in an earthy mood as far as like my home decor like i've been putting a lot Uh of plants in my in my house and i want like a lot of like greenery yeah um just because i feel like it's more fresh and airy and rose quartz i was like oh i love the crystals because i think they look great mm-hmm. so i was gonna do a whole crystal display on my dresser because i just bought a new dresser but i with that said um i bought an intention candle mm. <laughs> and they're literally just candles i mean i'm i hope i'm not offending anyone by downplaying because you might really buy into this so i personally don't buy into it as much but i get the power because i bought yeah. an intention candle. you just see a different side of it exactly yeah um i bought an uh a energy removing intention candle where it gets rid of bad energies. Mm. So what you're supposed to do is light the candle, spend five minutes thinking about what energy, but who lit the black <laughs> what energy you want to release. Yeah. And then you're not supposed to blow the candle out. You're just supposed to snuff it out. So okay. just place it. And then it burns out on its own, like place, like take the oxygen out. Yeah. And at the end there's a crystal. And I was talking to the guy oh. who works in the store and he's like, yeah, all of our intention candles, we put prayers on it and da 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 da. And then we put energy and we put crystals in it and this and that and da 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 da. But for me, I'm like, that's all hubba baloo, some <laughs> hogwash, Wiccan, whatever. Because he was like, I studied seven years in Wiccan. Let me help you pick the right candle. Everything he said to me, me and Hajin had a conversation five minutes before. Right. Literally every candle he said, I picked out myself because I was like, yeah, that is the intention I want. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I didn't even need seven years of Wiccan study to know that. So good for you, sir. Maybe but you're I'm just good. a Wiccan. At I'm just heart. like a, a PhD Wiccan, you know? <laughs> no, but I think that it's smart because. Really, what I'm doing with this intention candle is taking that time out of my day to focus on this bad energy mm-hmm. and how I'm going to release it, and then I go about my day. Yeah. And so it's that the the visual representation of the candle is t- for a reminder of me to sit there and meditate about the things that I want to focus on to mm-hmm. prosper my life. And I think that's where it's powerful, right? Yes. The candle itself, I don't think it's going to bring anything. These rocks themselves aren't going to bring sure. anything, but the intention behind it is what 
brings it. And that's why I think like religion and all that on a complete side note is kind of in the same vein where it's not necessarily what's being taught, but the intention behind it is what's so important or not positive if you're putting the intention of like fuck gays or whatever the case is but if the intention is love and going for it in a positive light i think it's so great so in season for me absolutely rocks candles wiccan yes i i literally such a process though like i burnt sage for the first time in my apartment i I literally i put on my instagram story recently but i was like going through the house with sage and i know that you can like set intention you're supposed to set intentions while you do that and it the the very first time i did it it felt very weird Uh i felt kind of uncomfortable like talking out loud while i was doing it and i almost like felt foolish for saying the things that i was and then the second time i was like please like you know Uh i was like going around saying like everything like buying into it yeah and it it is it really is just like making your 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 mind you're putting your mind in a more positive space because i did the same thing with the sage i felt like my house was like every time i was home i was feeling anxious and like i was like i don't want to go home i don't want to leave i don't know what's going on so i was like let me just burn this sage because yeah at first hajin was shopping for herself and then she's like we should get you sage i was like hey at this point i don't give a fuck like let's do it and so it was very that where i was going through and i was like sealing off all the open doors windows and stuff for bad energy to come in and honestly like after it was done i was like oh i feel better whether it was real or not i think the intention is like i'm not letting bad energy into this house right and that whether i needed to burn sage to realize that or not it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter but in that moment that ritual gave me that sense of like yes yeah you're you're good like it's almost like taking your problems and putting them in a different in someone else's Mm -hmm. hands whether it be god whether it be sage whether it be a rock (laughs) and you're just like i'm good yeah yeah and so that 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 practice made me feel a little bit better for sure Plus, they're super cute. Super cute. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Great. Um, I have a birthday coming up. <laughs> no, so, he doesn't. <laughs> if you want to get me some rocks, feel free to DM me. I'll give you my <laughs> Send me some rocks. But okay, I think that is wrapping up this episode. We're Great. about an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but um, like we said earlier, write to us at Fruit Snacks Pod on Instagram or through email at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Sounds good. What's your intention this week? My intention is to still remove bad energy. That's kind of my intention going forward. Removing bad energy. I feel like I've released a lot of bad energy. (laughs) (laughs) So my intention moving forward is to absorb good energy. I should send you a purity candle. A what? Purity candle. Mm, I'll burn that. Yeah. I need like a sex candle, bitch. Because that drought. Mm-mm. You just stick it between your butt cheeks and light it every night. Yeah. Lay on your stomach. Just waiting. Waiting for someone to like <laughs> fill me up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that and note, on we're that gonna... note. <laughs> we're going to leave. All right. Catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>